You are Locked On Jets, your daily New York Jets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Jets podcast. It's Friday, December 28th, 2018, the fourth day of Christmas, and I'm your host, John B. from gangrenenation.com. If you enjoy the show, subscribe on iTunes or Spotify, and please leave the show a good review in iTunes if you do enjoy it. This is the final podcast of the regular season. It's always overly dramatic. It always sounds overly dramatic when I say that because obviously we'll, we'll be back Monday to recap the last game of the season and probably talk about some changes the team's making. But uh, Jets have one game left in this year. It is Week 17. Jets at Patriots. Not a particularly meaningful game for the Jets. It is a meaningful game for the Patriots, who are battling for playoff seeding, who you know could fall out of a first round bye if the Jets uh, find a way to beat them. So you know, there is something to play for for the Jets. Jets are really quote unquote playing for draft position. I mean, not really because that's good. Well, it, they're playing from draft position in the sense that this game is meaningful for draft position, but they're not playing for draft position in the sense that they're not going to go out there and actively try and lose this game. They're going to try and win this game. Of course, it may not be enough, uh, given the opponent, given the quality of the Jets. But we're going to preview the game today. And as we've done all season long, we'll do one key player, one key matchup, and one key to victory on both the offensive and defensive sides of the ball. On the offensive side of the ball, my key player is Sam Darnold. Uh, and that's it's always obvious when you take the quarterback, but this is Sam's last game of his rookie year, a rookie year that's been up and down. But... Over the last three weeks since he returned from his injury has been trending up. Um, you know, it's something we'll never be able to prove. We'll never be able to prove whether that little break he had because of the foot injury uh, back in November helped him. You know, would he have had the same success later on in the season if he had kept playing rather than taking a little mental break? Well, we don't know that. People will say yes, but the, there's, the truth is there's no way to know that definitively. He's He was liable to go out and play a good game. We saw, we've seen plenty of examples this year where Sam has bounced back from a rough game and gone out and played a quality football game. But it's un, it's undeniable that the, the last three weeks have uh, seen, seen an, uh, an improvement in Sam's play where you, you've seen three quality games. And I think the last two games, the game against Houston and the game last week against Green Bay, were very high-quality games. You know, the Buffalo game was more up and down, but it finished strong because he, he led the comeback. So you know, the, I guess the irony in Sam's recent play is that his best two games have been, of the three, probably his weakest game was the game that they won where he led the comeback drive. But that was still a pretty good game. I mean, look, he led a comeback drive on the road against a defense that's solid. So you know, it's, is this recent stretch saved the Jets' season? No. But it's at least given it's changed the narrative a little bit because it's given people something to be positive about. This team has this team had been sorely lacking in anything to feel good about. So you know th this is still a team with plenty of issues. A coaching change may help some of the issues, but there are deeper issues with this team, and it starts with the talent level on the roster. So yeah, this this doesn't this this doesn't change any of that. But it can it does it does at least leave you heading into the offseason feeling good about the most important position on the field for this team. That's, uh, and you know, Sam's recent play and has been encouraging. So now, can he finish the year strong? Can he finish with a really good month of December? Even if he doesn't play well in this game, I don't think it's a huge deal because really heading into these last four weeks, I just wanted something to hang my hat on. I wanted a few moments that made me say, hey, this guy could be on the right track. When this guy puts it together, this could be something really special. 
And we've gotten more than that. We've gotten three good games. We've gotten three quality games. Now, I think for the Jets to hang with New England, it's going to have to be the same recipe that's allowed the Jets to hang in the last two weeks. I mean, it's the reason the Jets have been able to compete with the Houston Texans and the Green Bay Packers is not because they have as much talent to lining up 11 on 11. It's because Darnold has been great the last two games, and then Darnold's given them a fighting chance to win these games. And unfortunately, the Jets just don't have the pieces to finish these games. The Jets don't have the pieces to beat these teams, but Sam is keeping them close. And I think any formula that keeps the Jets in this game to the fourth quarter, gives them a chance to win, involves Sam Darnold having another good game. And if he does, then, you know, you go ahead into this offseason feeling really, really good. And even if he doesn't, I think you feel head into this offseason feeling really good based on his recent play. But for me, uh, Sam Darnold is the key player on offense. Now, on defense, my key player, this is a guy who always comes up when the Jets play New England, and it's Buster Screen. You know, he, he always makes one of these lists when, when the Jets play New England. And this could be Buster Screen's last game with the Jets. It probably should be Buster Screen's last game with the Jets. Heck, last year's Week 17 game against New England probably should have been Buster Screen's last game with the Jets. Uh, it's been for, it's tough to believe he's been with this team for four years, and in all honesty, it's not really a signing that's worked out, even though he's probably going to see the even though he's going to see the end of this contract. But obviously, New England has Julian Edelman, a big part of their offense, a slot receiver, screen plays the slot. Uh, so that's look. That's the reason the Jets signed Buster Screen in the first place was they knew they had to beat New England, and they knew they needed a quality player in the slot. Unfortunately, those plans have not really worked out in any way for this team. But Screen, we know Screen is capable of playing a solid game here or there, so I think that's what the Jets will need. But Screen's importance is raised in this game because Morris Claiborne's dealing with an injury. It sounds like he may not play in this game, dealing with a little shoulder ailment. So that could increase Screen's role. That means that even if New England goes big, which we'll talk about this in a little bit, you know, if you remember the game they played right after Thanksgiving, New England really uh, took the game over in the second half by pounding the football. So if the Patriots decide to go big, try and establish the run, and you know keep only two receivers on the field, Screen could still be out there because in, in, if Claiborne misses this game, Screen will move up in the hierarchy. He'll slide up and become the number two corner. And then when the Patriots put three receivers on the field and the Jets go nickel, then he'll slide inside and somebody else will take his place on the outside. So either way, this is going to be a big week for Buster Screen. You know, he, his, number, his playing time, his prominence may increase, but against this opponent, he was going to have a pretty big role anyway. This, this is a guy that the Jets will need to play. And look, as I said, is does he play well consistently? No, he plays poorly consistently. But every now and then, he just has this big game where he's constantly in the mix. He's constantly breaking plays up. He's maybe getting away with some of the grabs he's known he's known to make. And if he can do that, you know, I think it would go a long way towards helping the Jets in this game. Locked on Jets podcast, Week Seventeen, Jets at Patriots. Not a game with a ton of meaning for the Jets. It will determine their final draft position uh, come the spring. Game with plenty of meaning for the Patriots, though, who are fighting for playoff seeding. And again, if the Jets beat them, the Jets could knock them into the wild card weekend next week. So that'd be a nice little going away present for the 2018 New York Jets. You know, if you can't win, at least disrupt your rival, at least make your rivals tri- uh, trip to the Super Bowl a little bit tougher. Uh, we're doing key matchups on both sides of the ball. And on offense, my key matchup is going to be Spencer Long against Trey Flowers. And you know what's funny is I've heard ever since Spencer Long moved to guard, the Jets shifted him to guard a few weeks back. I think it was I think his first first game at guard was actually against New England. It was the first meeting between the two teams back after Thanksgiving. 
at MetLife Stadium. And there's been this talk that suddenly the Jets have their left guard for next year in long because he's moved from center. And as the talk goes, his play has greatly improved. And I got to be honest with you, I'm not sure I necessarily see that. I see a guy who's still inconsistent, a guy who still struggles at the point of attack. And it started in that first game against New England where Flowers just wrecked this game for New England. Um, you know, it, he had he had a sack, he had three hits. I mean, he was just he was a problem for for the Patriots. And in that game, Spencer Long threw this highlight reel block where he wiped out a defensive back on a pull, which is what any I mean, I mean this. I'm not exaggerating. Any offensive lineman in the NFL, when he's matched up against a defensive back, is going to pulverize that defensive back. It does not matter the quality of the line. That's a total mismatch. The worst lineman in the league is going to pulverize the defensive back. But it became this highlight reel play because he pancaked one of the McCourty brothers. And now then the story became, wow, Spencer Long's so much better at guard. And you know, I guess it's a convenient thing to say if you're trying to sell the idea that the coaching staff's the problem and the GM's not because, look, the GM got him this guard and the coaching staff played him at center. It doesn't really work that way because the GM signed him to play center anyway. But And I think it also helps because one, in one less hole the Jets need to fill in the offseason if Long can actually play guard. The problem is I haven't seen much to make me believe that Long is a viable option at guard. Is he better at center? Well, he couldn't help but be better at center, be better at guard than center for one simple reason is that one of the jobs he struggled with is taken out of the equation, snapping the football. So, yeah, of course he's going to be better at guard because he doesn't have to snap the football. There's not going to be any more erratic snaps. But in terms of the quality of his blocking, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not sure I necessarily see it. He may be back next year, but I'm not sure that's the right decision. Um, anyway, Flowers annihilated long in that first game. It was it was bad, and it, it really stalled the Jets offensively, especially as the game moved on it, it, into the second half. Flowers took that game over. You know, he had a big day on the stat sheet, and he was even more disruptive because he had multiple pressures in that game as well. Uh, so the Jets need a better performance by by uh, Spencer Long in this game. It's just what he gave you back in the first meeting. It was, again, Flowers. Had, they, they weren't all on Long, but a sack, three quarterback hits, three three pressures by Flowers in that first. Jets need to do a better job on him, and I think Long is going to see a good chunk of that. Uh, you know, Belichick likes to find the matchup to exploit, and Flowers had a lot of success against Long in that first game. So that's where I'm going uh, for my key matchup on offense. Now, on defense, my key matchup, I'm going to go with a couple tandems here. We're going to go James White and Sony Michelle against Avery Williamson and Neville Hewitt. Um, and I think these are these are big matchups for, for a couple reasons. Uh, first of all, you know, with the Jets, with Darren Lee out, I think that might be a spot the Patriots look to exploit. Um, I think that the Patriots always look to find find it when a backup's there, where a backup could be a weak link. Uh, so I, that's where I see the Patriots going in the passing game. White's already a big part of their passing game, but also the run game. That's where, where Williamson and Michelle. So I think it's kind of Hewitt and White, and then Williamson and Michelle. Although the the responsibilities could be mixed up, you could see. Michelle lined up one-on-one -on -one against Hewitt at some point. You could see Williamson covering White. Um, so, first of all, because the Patriots utilize the backs out of the backfield in the receiving game, especially White. But second of all, just because of, you go back to that first meeting, and you know a lot of this is based on the first meeting, the Patriots took that game over in the second half. They just man-for-man -man pounded the Jets. 
and the Jets just and it was I said that after the game it's the most demoralizing thing I think in the NFL is when your team cannot stop the run because you know it's coming and you can't and there's nothing you can do about it. the other team's just going to blow you off the ball and pick up a big gain every single play it's just it's very frustrating you know if there's in the passing game is different because maybe they're going out, maybe they're picking on somebody, so you can change the matchup. You can, you know, if they're going, they keep throwing to one receiver and you keep completing passes, you can put a different corner on him. You know, you can, if the other team is destroying the blitz, you can stop blitzing. Yeah. There are at least something you can talk yourself into. There's, there's, there's at least an adjustment you can make. Against, when your team can't stop the run, there's really no adjustment that can be made. So the Jets need to be better up front. As a whole, of course, Williamson is one of their top run stoppers, so I would expect that he would need to play a very good game. I think he'd be, need to be very effective in this game, stop the Patriots on the ground. Um, and if they, if, he, if they do, again, this is another key to me. This is another area where the Jets are going to need to win this matchup if they're going to make this a game in the fourth quarter. This is the Locked On Jets podcast, December 28th, 2018, previewing Week 17, Jets and Patriots. And now we're going to talk keys to victory. And for me, on the offensive side of the ball, let's just pull out all the stops. Look, we know 11 on 11, the Jets aren't as good as the Patriots. They're not going to win this game trading touchdown, you know, trading 11-play drives probably. I mean, Sam could play a good game, but at the end of the day, the Patriots just have much more talent on their side. So that means the Jets are going to need to do something that changes the shape of this game, changes the complexion of this game. So, look, this coaching staff probably has to know it's getting fired. They have to be able to read the writing on the wall. So, you know, any bag, anything in your bag of tricks that's in the playbook, pull it out. You know, trick plays, you know, tr- just do something creative because this Jets team, unless the Jets you know, steal a touchdown here or there, steal a big play, steal like a 60-yard play, they're going to – I mean, they're not going to win this game. You know, uh, so just pull out all the stops. You know, if there's, you know, any, uh, uh, there's, there's, there's nothing too razzle dazzle in this game. And look, I give them credit because last week they ran that fake punt in the fourth quarter, so that was a little bit creative. I, I liked that. I, I want to see more of that. There's, there's no reason to play it conservatively in this game. Look, you're four and eleven. Even if you win, you will have a third straight five and eleven season. I mean that's and that's if you win. So the, the, and this coaching staff again, they're not say you can't save anything for next year because this coaching staff's getting fired and they probably should know that. So at least try and end this on a good note. You know, end it the way Rex Ryan did four years ago, where they had a, the Jets played a quality game against Miami. They they beat the Dolphins down in South Florida. Um, yeah, just you know, just pull out all the all the stops in this game. Try and steal some yards, steal an extra possession. That's the way the Jets will win this game. On the defensive side of the ball, I'm going to say take away the middle of the field. Force Brady to throw outside the numbers. I think that was something two weeks ago the Steelers did pretty effectively in that game, and it was a struggle for Brady. And I'll tell you something. I mean, you watch Brady, and you re- I think the cracks are really starting to show. And it's not – look, Tom Brady is still one of the best quarterbacks in the league. And I think anybody who says otherwise is kidding themselves. And the Patriots are still a dangerous team. They're not a team I would count out. But you can – you're starting to see the cracks show in Brady's game. You're seeing the arms not quite what it used to be. You know, I, I think if there were two throws in that Steelers game that really kind of showed me his arms not what it used to be. There was an interception he threw in the fourth quarter where he was just trying to throw the ball away and he just didn't have the arm to get it to the sideline. And then the fourth down play, the game deciding play, he had to throw the ball on a line drive to Edelman, but he just he had to put he had to arc it to get the ball there. You just, and uh, if he put the ball on a line drive, threw it in front of Edelman, Edelman's open. 
he didn't he wasn't able to do it though he threw it too high because he had to put arc on it to get it there and these i think if i recall correctly these were like all arm throws these were throws where he couldn't put his body into it so i want to make this as tough for brady as possible the steelers did that they they were effective i'm not sure the jets are the steelers um but jets i'm not sure the jets have the players the steelers have but I think that that's a that's a, something the Jets should strive to do. Try and take away the middle of the field to the extent possible. And yes, that means leaving some pretty shaky corners one on one, including one of whom is the second highest paid corner in the league. Uh, but I, to me, that's the that's the path. I think for the, against the Patriots, that's what you want to do, especially as we get to December. And you know, take your chances. I mean, look, Brady is Brady. You're going to leave. You're going to leave something open for him. You're going to leave something for there for him to exploit, but you just have to choose which, which is the lesser of these evils, and I think that's probably where it's at. And, you know, who knows? Who knows? Maybe maybe the Jets catch them on the right week, and maybe they, they pull out a victory. And, you know, something, I'm sorry, all you tankers, I want to win this game. I want the Jets to knock the Patriots off the two line. I'm going to be pretty happy if they do that. That's all for today. Thanks for listening, and thanks for listening all year. This has been the Locked On Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. If you enjoy the show, subscribe iTunes or Spotify, and leave the show a good review in iTunes. We'll be back again on Monday. We'll talk Week 17, and we'll talk you know, what could be coming in terms of coaching changes and maybe more.